0: girls. I'm Sina.
1: I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are no way film experts. A deep like dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one.
0: (laughs) Hey, you're listening to
1: Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Sina. Hello, friends. Hello, boy, friends. oh boy, do we have
0: a surprise for you today.
1: <laughs> gather around your old friends, Christina and Danielle. Sorry, Sina and Danielle. Gather ye
0: round the Yule Time Log.
1: <laughs> we are fully festive because, I, you know, we say December 1st, or I say December 1st to start celebrating Christmas. But you know what? Thanksgiving happened. We're still full from our meals and I think it's time to start celebrating Christmas. Is Black Friday.
0: Black Friday is the is the day. Is the day. Is the day that you flip that switch. You flip that festive switch.
1: That's true. I did put up a dish towel that says Merry Christmas. So I am officially decorated for Christmas. <laughs> That's all I got. And we are we
0: are retiring our turkey napkins. I only have one left on this table. So we're, we're moving right along. Yeah. Too
1: many Christmas I saw too many Christmas trees out before Thanksgiving and I'm not having it. I drove. I was up in Sussex County and I drove past a Christmas tree farm and it was packed with people. It was the day after Thanksgiving packed with people cutting down their own Christmas trees. No.
0: First all, all right, I don't want to get into it because if you do a real tree, you really shouldn't do it that early because then you're not going to have one
1: on Christmas Day. Uh, Yeah, because you got, well, you have to rely on it to last that long, but if it's fresh,
0: we've done that. We've
1: killed a tree in
0: this very living
1: room because we
0: decided to get one the day after Thanksgiving, a real one. One year we did it and then no.
1: Yeah, but the thing is is that when you buy one, you don't know when it's been cut down. If you're cutting it down fresh, it has a longer life to it because you know when it's been cut down.
0: But you think it'll still last from, like, before – you think it'll last two months? I mean, that's essentially what you're looking at, right?
1: Uh, Well, most people don't keep up their tree that long, and that's why. (laughs) They do if they put them up in November. Yeah, and then it goes down in what December? When do you usually, put down your Christmas tree? Well,
0: usually it's after the celebra- Usually it's after the Christmas season is over, and the liturgical year. If you're going by the liturgical year, it's what is it, January twelfth? Yeah, but I think it's the twelfth. I think it's.
1: I think that's right. Yeah, but I feel like most it's people. It's when the take wise their, men come. It is. It is when the wise men come, technically. But I feel like most people get rid of their tree early. What? Kind of a Grinch gets rid of
0: their Christmas tree on December twenty sixth. I don't want to be friends with that person. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I don't know either. That's why I'm Team Fake Tree. Also, you know, my dad's allergic to pine, so we can't do <laughs> real trees anymore. So, so are you? You're allergic to pine too? Pine. It not. It hasn't been uh, confirmed by a doctor, but I do believe I am allergic to pine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, judging by my (laughs) self-diagnosis judging by the way that I feel around pine (laughs) (laughs) I don't I believe that I am allergic but I do need to go to an allergist to to get that confirmation
0: Um, can you go over some of those symptoms because I also think that I may be severely allergic to grading papers and I would also like to self-diagnose myself
1: self-diagnose myself do you have an itchiness in the back of your throat when you are in I have an I have an itchiness in the depths of my soul. Does that count? (laughs) I think it does.
0: (laughs) I'll find us a good allergist. Oh, thank you. (laughs) For the love of God. Speaking of holidays, we have our 2021 holiday bracket. Yes. And this year we are doing TV. I want to announce it on the podcast because this bracket is going live today, Sunday when we're recording.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But... I thought it would be a nice little treat to announce it as our opening for the first podcast where it becomes official.
1: Last year, we did Christmas movies. This year, we're doing best holiday TV show episodes, which I feel like is an
0: underrated category. It is, because some of them are so good. But Danielle, you're forgetting. We've been at this game far longer. The last... Two Christmases, oh. we've done movies. Oh, you're correct. Wait, did we do a bracket last year? We did a bracket the first year with TV movies. The second year, we let people vote. This year, we went back to the bracket, but for television holiday mm-hmm. specials.
1: Yes, yes, you're correct. You are correct. We've been doing this for a very long time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, wait. We have, in our lineup... 12 shows and I'm going to explain this as best as I can, because I had to explain it three times this morning. <laughs> so Twice. 12,
1: thrice, thrice yeah, it was explained, al- but
0: also my mom didn't get it either. So there's 12 shows. There's a, it's a one-sided bracket. So that means you have two, four, six, eight shows going up head to head first and four shows get a bye week Mm -hmm. So they don't play yet. So as we go, the first eight will compare with one from the bye week next week. And it'll whittle down until we have one winner, which will be announced on Christmas Eve, which is when our holiday special will come out.
1: Do we want to say what shows were picked? Oh, yeah. I'm going to do that now. Okay, sorry.
0: Christmas in the car, Bob's Burgers. A Christmas Story, The Goldbergs, The One with the Football, Friends, The Strike, Seinfeld, A Very Sunny Christmas, Always Sunny, <laughs> Slapsgiving, oh, How I Met Your Mother, so good. Everybody Hates New Year's Eve, Everybody Hates Chris, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas, Community, Claus and Greta, 30 Rock, Chrismica. The O.C., Mary, Joseph, and Larry, Curb Your Enthusiasm, The Bracebridge Dinner, Gilmore Girls.
1: So many good TV shows that I kind of want to go and just watch all, all of them. I if, we had, if I had
0: more time, I would say, like, let's watch them and let's create our own, like, chart of making this head-to-head. We don't
1: have that kind of time. We don't have that kind of time, no. We're recording on a Sunday for a reason. The episode was supposed to go out on Friday.
0: (laughs) We're a little delayed, but you got a nice little jingle from us on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So that's our bracket. Those are the shows. Some have been nominations. Some have been shows Danielle and I just wanted to do on the podcast, like Bob's Burgers and the Goldbergs. But there's just too many seasons for us to dive into. So we threw some of ours on there. We threw some of yours on there. And now they're going to go head to head. We will not tell you how they will win until the very end. Is there an Office episode?
1: There's no Office episode on there.
0: Okay, so here's why i didn't put the office on there we just did the Office. i didn't do parks and rec either
1: yeah um
0: because we did parks and rec we did a best stuff episode of both of those shows okay and the office was very recent we just did that one but also next year i was thinking that maybe all of december we could watch every holiday special from the office <laughs> i already have next year planned out <laughs> so it's just like just like an idea
1: like take with it what you will but it's like just 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 tossing it up there and tossing it on the table seeing if it sticks let's see what (laughs) happens a cute
0: little idea david
1: oh my god yeah no shit's creek either
0: because we just did it so i I wanted to do things that we hadn't done well no if people suggested them they are on here yeah um and if if they were things that I added, I tried, I tried not to add things that we've done, especially done recently or a best of episode because if we did a best of episode, it's likely that we've probably mentioned it already. Um, but maybe next year, since we want to be festive all the time, we can do like, we could do a whole
1: thing. We can make a whole thing of it. Sino was being very- There's con- also Christmas in July. That is true. Sino was being very considerate of me to put a Gilmore Girls episode up there. But I, uh, if a true Gilmore Girls fan knows the Bracebridge dinner does not take place during Christmas, but it's like a wintry episode.
0: I think that's why it's here. Yeah. It's, it's like,
1: very wintry, but it's also. We've had
0: this argument before where, because I got crucified the first year we did the bracket because Frozen one, And I was like, it's winter. Exactly. You also put a <laughs> miracle on there. And was like, go there. to hell. And I'm like, it's cold there too. So what do you want for me?
1: Is it cold in hell? Have you read Dante's Inferno? Uh, no. Oh. Okay.
0: <laughs> Never mind. Okay. We so, are anyway, a TV and
1: movie podcast, not a literature podcast.
0: <laughs> thank God. We almost wanted to read books, and I—I I would literally die. I think <laughs> I would literally. My brain would just like go, and I'd be done.
1: From the world's slowest reader, aka me, it wouldn't Um, have worked. I'm right there with you, yeah. Team slow readers. (laughs) That's us. Team
0: fake tree and team slow readers. (laughs) So I do want to preface this episode that we're about to go into right now. Yes. Um, by just saying a few things about. Mayor of Easttown because that's what we're doing. Yes. Um, I don't believe that East Town is a real place in Philly
1: in PA.
0: Oh, okay, so I was thinking that this was Philly. I don't think East I don't know if Easttown is a
1: real place. East Township PA. Yes, it is a real place. It is It is. Easttown is in the township of Chester County, Pennsylvania. It's out oh, near Paoli.
0: Oh, it's Chester. Okay, 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 okay.
1: Never mind, never mind. Yeah, right, never no, right. it's not a, it's, it doesn't take place in Philadelphia. It's, like, on the outskirts of Philadelphia.
0: There were a couple of scenes, though, where I was like, is that Old City? Um, possibly? Well, I'm not sure. Possibly. I'm not sure, but I thought it was, like, Ben Salem County. Um, and then I was like is it Philly? I'm not like when I first started watching it, I was like, this is Philly, but I'm not really sure. So for those of you who aren't from the area, you could be from New York basically and say that you're from Philly. (laughs) (laughs) There is no like, there is no guide as to where you're from. If you're from Pennsylvania and you're not close to Pittsburgh, you're from Philly. Exactly. Uh, And that's how And a lot of friends in Philly and I love you all. But you all like to say that you're from Philly, and a lot of you live in Ben Salem County. And so, like, for us, it's very different because we live so close to New York City, and we would never in a million years say that we're from New York.
1: No. No. Uh, Easttown is about, like, 40 minutes outside of Philadelphia.
0: Okay. I wonder if it's near... Al-
1: no, that might be a different direction. Allentown.
0: Um, It's a different direction. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, no, that's not the same thing. But Allentown is about the same distance, and I know that because I did some coaching over
1: there, maybe, and a tough mother in Allentown, and I remember driving out because I. So I. Yes, I was with you at that Philadelphia. No, Allentown's about an hour north of Philly.
0: I was a little further. Okay. Yeah. No, you were not at that one with me.
1: Okay, I I was at one, and I was like, "Where the heck are you taking me in Pennsylvania right now?" It's in Philly. No, it's not.
0: No, it's not. It's called the, so it's called the Philadelphia Tough Mudder and it's in Allentown.
1: Go Perfect figure. example. <coughs> Go figure.
0: So, you know, um, there's that.
1: So there's that.
0: <laughs> so There's that. I just wanted to say that. Also, there are, um, this accent is very real. It's, I've experienced it, um, very much so. It's, it's a, this is real. This is not like a fake thing that they threw together. People in Philadelphia, people in the outskirts of Philly have this accent. It's very
1: real. It's called a Delco, aka Delaware County accent, to be exact. Mm -hmm. And SNL did a parody of this before I even watched. I guess you know what? Before I even watched this, there was an SNL skit where they like make fun of the show and they come out with saying like, "Your daughter was murdered," (laughs) and just made fun of the accent. Also, there is an excellent episode of Queer Eye, the season they're in Philly, where they make over this one mom, and she has this exact accent, and they were kind of making fun of her accent, and then Jonathan says to tan france who is british you know if you think about it your accents aren't too far off because the founders of philadelphia were british and then it kind their accents changed into this delaware county accent so you guys are really not too far off and they look at him like what are you saying to us right now but it is fun to think about all of our accents stem from english accents technically
0: i thought about that i thought about that too
1: yeah but it's, it's, yeah. These are the thoughts that keep us up at night.
0: I would, well, I would also say, you know, Tina Fey is from that area. And she so is. she's been on SNL so many times and she's done the accent. And have you ever heard her do it? Oh my God, it's perfect.
1: Yeah. She's from like Upper Darby. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. absolutely perfect. Yeah. So hysterical. So there's that. So, there's
0: that. so Mayor of East um, is on HBO Max.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And do you want to go into.
1: Yeah, let's go situation into here. Let's go into some nominations. So before we get into the Emmy nominations because there were plenty, um the 2022 Golden Globes are coming up. We are about to hit <laughs> what is your favorite season? Award season. We're about <laughs> to hit it. <clears throat> so the uh nominations for the 2022 Golden Globes are coming out on December 13th and then the show is on January 9th. I am anticipating that this gets nominated, but the Emmys, which happened, let's see, what do we got? We have 16 nomination and four Emmy wins. So just to name a few, this was nominated for Outstanding Writing for a limited series or anthology series. Um, This was winner of Outstanding Production Design for a Narrative Contemporary Program uh it was nominated for outstanding casting for a limited or anthology series uh outstanding cinematography um outstanding contemporary costumes did not know that was a category but that sounds like a great category outstanding (laughs) directing for a limited or anthology series or movie uh that was nominated okay uh outstanding okay so outstanding supporting actor in a limited or anthology series movie, What the winner was Evan Peters. Kate Winslet won for Outstanding Lead Actress in a limited anthology series or movie. And then uh, Julianne Nicholson, who plays Lori won for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a limited or anthology series or movie. That is a mouthful. And then Jean Smart was nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actress. So Julianne Nicholson actually beat out Gene Smart. They were both nominated in the same category. Um, This was also nominated for Outstanding Limited Series or Anthology Series. (sighs) Mouthful.
0: Interesting that you say that, because I think I've seen a couple articles here and there. I want to say one I saw on IMDb or it was a video that there may be a season two. Maybe. I don't know. Because I think where did I see it? It was Gene Smart actually in an interview. Um, so this is from Espire, A Mayor of Easttown season two is an ongoing conversation. Um, I think the creators are open to bringing the show back. Interesting. And I don't think we've ever seen this before on this podcast.
1: You know what? Let's get into it, and then we'll d- we'll have to discuss that <laughs> after the ending because that's going to be interesting how they continue the storyline. Yeah.
0: I think so too. So Easttown has been haunted by a young woman's disappearance for about a year to no avail. Mayor, a detective in town, has been on the case from the beginning, but the case is getting colder by the day. A county cop, Zabel, is shipped in to help her with a teena- when a teenager is murdered recently in the town. The hunch to catch their killer turns into a kidnapper, a killer, a
1: journey to a coping with loss, and so many dead ends great use of the word avail thank you and getting colder like by the day you did a great job with that
0: i've been listening to a lot of true crime things <laughs> and
1: i'm just chan-
0: channeling
1: it, it's seeping you know? into your everyday uh vernacular
0: or as i should say instead of you know i should say
1: you know you know <clears throat> yeah, uh, if I accidentally break into break out into the Delaware County accent, do not hold it against me. Also, I'm probably terrible at the accent, but please don't. Oh, I it did me. it.
0: Oh, I did it. The first episode, I'm sitting there and I'm like, Dave, everyone's got a tip on their shoulder. I don't understand why they have to be so rude. And Dave <laughs> looked at me and I was like,
1: I'm sorry. I don't know where it came from. Too oh, long. I spent four years in Philadelphia. I'm sorry.
0: There is one word. That I always say.
1: What? Room. Rude.
0: Bedroom. Bedroom. Oh. Sometimes room. I can't I can't not say room. That makes sense. Like I can say bedroom. But if I just say go to your room. Yeah. It's, I don't
1: know. Mm, it just happens. So let's get into our character list. The mayor of East Town herself, Kate Winslet plays Detective Mayor Sheehan. Uh she is a no nonsense detective who has a big heart that's buried under a heart exterior she's also struggling with the loss of her son kevin who was an addict an addict and committed suicide her mom is helen faye played by gene smart she lives in her house and uh, moved in to take care to help her take care of her grandson drew uh, these two do not see eye to eye but the comic relief between these two are priceless <coughs> oh my god excuse me Ooh is dying over here. Mare's daughter is Shabon, played by Anguri Rice. Very interesting name of this actress. Uh, she is a smart, creative girl who is about to go to college, but is also struggling with grief uh, from her brother's death. Uh, Mayor's best friend and former basketball teammate is Lori, played by Julianne Nicholson. They both really confide in one another. Lori is shocked when Aaron McMenamin, McMenamin, McMenamin? Anemone. Anemone. <laughs> I know, I
0: was having trouble with this too. I think it's McMenamin.
1: McMenamin. I
0: would love to see the bloopers <laughs> for how many times they screwed up this girl's
1: name. So Lori is shocked when Erin McMenamin, played by Kaylee Spanny, is killed because they are technically family. Lori is married to John Ross, played by Joe Tippett, who is brothers with Billy, played by Robbie Tan and is cousins with Aaron's father, Kenny, played by Patrick Murphy. I had to get the Ross family tree down because it was also very confusing for me, so here it is. John is not faithful to his wife, Lori, and their son, Ryan, <clears throat> played by Cameron Mann, has caught his father cheating. So, that's that's the setup there. Uh, when Aaron dies, the state send in, sends in special agent to help solve the case, along with... um. Hold on. When Aaron dies, the state sends in a special agent to help solve this case, along with aiding the missing Katie Bailey case, played by Katie Bailey, is played by Caitlin Houlihan. That detective is Colin Zabel, played by Evan frickin Peters. I'm going to take this moment to say I love Evan Peters. (laughs) So what have you seen him in first? I, the first thing I ever saw him in was a classic, a little-known classic called Sleepover from 2004 with, um, oh my god, what's her name? The girl who was in Spy Kids was the main character. Oh, but, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of it.
0: Because I know him from, I don't really watch the show too um, much, but I know him from American Horror American Story. American
1: Horror Story is how yeah. he really got his like big break, but I remember yeah. him from... The movie Sleepover. If anyone knows the movie Sleepover from the early two thousands, you may also be a uh, late twenties, early thirties gal because that was in probably. You know what? It was an excellent movie back then, but I feel like if I tried to watch it now, I would not like it. Maybe I would like it. Maybe I would like it. We'll see. Jury's still out. Anyway, love Evan Peters. I think he's an excellent actor. So let's get into our climax. We've got two situations here. We've got Katie, who's been missing, and Aaron, who we know is dead. Episode 5. Mare is off the case for planting drugs on her grandson's mom. Wonderful, Mare. But she cannot stop working on the case, and Colin and her have formed this kind of emotional attachment. So Mare works her sources and finds out that there was a prostitute who got away from a client who tried to choke her, Uh, We as the audience see that Katie Bailey is alive in someone's attic. We don't know whose attic it is and we're anticipating Mare finding the person and finding Katie. So, uh, the prostitute who got away saved the license plate because she was worried he would come back again. And they were able to find his house and a shootout occurs and unfortunately Zabel is killed. But Mare is able to bring home Katie Bailey, so that's closing up the one case. <laughs> part two, part part one. Okay, we got one case closed on episode five. How, what? Then we got three more episodes to close up uh, Aaron McMenamin. So, the question remains: Is who the hell killed Aaron? So, Aaron's ex, Dylan, and his and her best friend Jess destroyed her journals to hide. Who was Aaron's real father, or who is Aaron's son's real father? Because Aaron likes Dylan's parents and wanted DJ to be raised by Dylan's parents. What are you laughing at?
0: I'm sorry. This whole this whole family tree is like that episode that meme of Charlie Day from Always Sunny yes. with all the strings around. That's what this family tree is like. Pepe and Sylvia. This whole, this whole fucking town. Is like that meme.
1: Yeah, basically. Pepe, Silvia. And so I go over to Carol, but there's no Carol. That's,
0: it's, it's a mess. There's
1: a lot of play, a lot of things. It's a twisted web that we're here. So we're trying to untangle it. It's like when your necklace gets into a big knot and you're like, freaking A, how am I going to untangle this? So this is us getting, getting the pin out and trying to untangle this messed up necklace. So. Where was I? Uh, Erin wants Dylan's parents to raise her son. But, so they destroy the journals, but Jess saved a photo, and she eventually turns it into the police after Dylan and this other kid chase her down, and she's like, you know what, I can't do this anymore. Time for the police to know this. That it was John who is DJ's real father. So it is Erin's uncle, cousin, it's, I think cousin. It's I her, think they're all cousins. It's her first cousin once removed, to be exact. Um, who is DJ's real father. Mare discovers that they all went to the Poconos for a family reunion. The Poconos. The Poconos. And Aaron and John started their relationship there. Uh, Lori confided in, t- in Mare that John has cheated on her in the past, and John tries to put then John tries to put the blame on Billy that Billy killed Aaron, and then he attempts to kill Billy. But, you know, Mare's a little too quick for them. So John is arrested and confesses to killing Aaron. But then Mare gets a call from an elderly Mr. Carroll. The first scene of the series, we see his wife calling Mare to report a prowler. Mr. Well, I
0: just want to add one thing here, Dan, because he yeah. also tried to kill himself.
1: He did try to kill and himself once as
0: well. He, once he couldn't kill Billy, he also tried to pull the gun on himself and they tackled him down in the sloppiest scene.
1: Yep. Yep. Yes. Okay, so, sorry. Go ahead. Mr. Carroll. Uh, Mr. Carroll calls uh, Mayor to say that his gun was missing, then came back mysteriously, but two rounds are missing. And as soon as he says what type of gun it is, Mare knows that this is the gun that was used to kill Aaron uh, McMiniman. And the only other person to have access to the shed besides Mr. Carroll is Lori's son, Ryan, because he mows the lawn. And she looks at the tape because she she like hid their like um, security camera on it. And she looks at the tape and she sees Ryan rolling up and taking the gun and then leaving and then bringing it back. We cut to the police speeding to Lori's house, Lori looking out the window and Mayor going in first to arrest her best friend's son. And Christina, I hand this over to you.
0: Mayor has to bring Ryan down to the station and Ryan confesses to everything. Laura and Mayor have a large falling out because Lori can't handle that she's eventually going to have to give up her 13-year-old son for a crime that he committed. She really thought that if she could trade in her husband for the accidental murdering of Aaron McMiniman, all would be well. We speed forward four years. Mayor's lover leaves her temporarily to go teach at another college. Mayor goes back to see the grief counselor on her own accord. She's confronted with the harsh reality of having to deal with the loss of her son. We see a sermon from Deacon Mark about him welcoming, I'm sorry, about him being welcomed back into the church again by most, but not all. He encourages all those to be there for others who are brutally hurt or have been down over the past year or so from all these traumatic experiences. This foreshadows Mayor stopping by Laura's house to check in on her. The two hold each other on the kitchen floor and cry. Mayor goes home, pulls down the attic ladder, we see a shot of her going upstairs for the first time since her son died.
1: Oh, so, so dramatic, but I love it. I love the drama. A whole lot of drama. A whole lot of drama. That should be the name of the show. The fun will never stop. The fun will never stop. So, what did IMDb rate this? An 8.5
0: out of 10. The meta score was an 8.1 and the user score on Metacritic was an 8.4.
1: On Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this a 94% and the audience gave it a 93%. So the review that I have, I will start by saying that
0: I did like this and I don't want to go too much into my highs and lows, but I didn't really like it so much at first. And then I really did like it, but some thoughts that I had, um, was the fact one thought that I had in particular was everybody in the show has an attitude everybody's so rude everybody has a chip on their shoulder what's everybody's problem but that doesn't necessarily mean that these these are people that I've encountered in my life and I'm like oh let me just let me just take a backseat on this one or like you know what I think I'm calling out sick today because these people like are real but like I don't want to deal with them kind of thing you know and I'm not saying that they're real and Pennsylvania and Philly I'm not saying that these are my Philly friends I'm just saying these people exist in real life mm-hmm. in this case they just also happen to have that particular accent
1: yeah
0: I mean like clear the air for any <laughs> of my friends who may be listening it's not you unless you think it is and that it probably is no I'm kidding it's not so I just want to put all that out there because this review is a four out of ten so it's not great okay do people really have these problems question mark this was from november 2021 so this month seems practically everyone in this series has issues (laughs) series mostly drags but not as bad as others i have no idea what that means are you comparing this series to every other series in the series of series
1: (laughs) i don't understand series one more time series did your phone turn on
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh no, we're lucky. My watch didn't either. (laughs) Look at that. Usual romance subplots, eating and drinking and family issues, but un a bit unrealistic in that wait, a bit I need to take my glasses off. A bit unrealistic in that in real life, most people are boringly normal with just everyday shopping level issues. And I think I take as a writer and like a a professor of writing, I take a lot of issue with this sentence, but also I don't know what the hell is a shopping level issue. Yeah. I don't know what that means either. Do you go to like the supermarket down the mental illness section and just like pick up a pack of, I don't understand. Yeah. I'm I'm not, I'm not
1: sure where this is going. I'm not sure either, but also
0: what's really going on in this town other than this murder. So like, it makes sense for people to appear boring. Yeah, it's a town.
1: There's not a thing, a lot going on over there. No, I mean, it seems like the big issue with everyone is like, uh, you know, just normal people things. Like, some people struggle with addiction. That's a real thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> this woman's son had like mental health issues and then struggled right. with addiction and then. Oh. The loss, coping. Um, Dawn has cancer. Divorce. That's normal. People have cancer and they go (laughs) through uh, chemo while trying to find their daughter. Like uh, daughter, things happen.
0: (laughs) All of this makes perfect sense to me that it would be a part of the show because I think if they did anything else, then it would be unrealistic. Well, so I don't agree, I don't agree with this person.
1: Well, I don't agree with my review either, which I think is funny. And we have wait, no, wait.
0: I have. Can I finish it? Yes. I'm go
1: sorry. ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I
0: suppose if the characters in these crime series were actu- accurately portrayed, nobody would watch. The usual police slash detectives have personal and or family problems, except in this series, it's a bit more extreme. The interdepartmental friction that's not a sentence forensics slightly better than normal it's getting worse we actually get crime scene yellow boundary tape and gloves and a medical examiner but it but all just briefly lots of misdirection which is the primary hook in the crime series the usual least expected quickly confesses at the end so yeah i mean it, i think it makes sense that ryan confessed so quickly at the end because he got caught He's also a
1: 13-year-old boy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't agree with the way that he said it. He was like, I just want to get this over with. And in my head, I'm like, oh, you want to get it over with conveniently now that you got caught and had to run home. But the the writing I will talk about in the next segment. Okay.
1: Okay. So there you have it. So I picked a very similar review to you, surprisingly. I think we were on the same wavelengths. So this is a two and a half out of five stars. I love the acting. I love Kate Winslet always have and it is quite ri- it's quite rib- it's a quite riveting series. They spelt riveting wrong. But I gave up on it because I can tell it's written by people who don't live in these towns or these types of towns, who then project what they think it is like to live in those types of towns, or they did grow up in those types of towns, then they moved away and had bad blood they wanted to spill. The show is utterly depressing. Every family has major issues, and everyone seems so miserable and lost. So as a work of fiction, it's quite compelling, but I do wish they would balance it out with some joy of life. Yes, people who live in an economically challenged areas do have joy, do show love, and do have normalcy in their lives. From this series, you'd think everyone who lived in this city was miserable and stuck. That is not true anywhere. This person did not finish the series because if they continued the series, they would see that joy is shown and everyone gets balanced out in the end. After we make the Festive Till February t-shirts,
0: I want to make a shirt that fucking slams people for not finishing the series. Finish the series. Slam them. Slam them into a table. Just do it. Stop complaining. You didn't finish it. You have no right. This is exactly what I tell people who don't vote. I'm like, you cannot say anything to me for the next four years if you don't vote because you didn't do anything about it. You cannot complain about this series. Because you haven't finished
1: it. Don't write a review if you haven't finished the series. Because you obviously don't know how funny Gene Smart is. And that was that, fantastic. Let's go into highs and lows. Gene Smart, comic relief, the best. When uh, Mare plants the drugs on Carrie and she goes, Jesus, Mare, I really don't know what to say. Actually, I do. What the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> Well, she didn't say, she didn't curse, but she did say something along those lines. I think she
0: did. I think she said fucking idiotic.
1: Well, yeah, or no, she said, well, that was fucking stupid. I think (laughs) that was one. And then also at Betty Carroll's funeral, where Mr. Carroll announces that he slept with with Helen Faye. Oh, my God. And you you don't see Mare have any real, like, laughter or smiling or emotion until her mother gets outed at that funeral, and she is just dying laughing. The chemistry between Gene Smart and Kate Winslet was incredible. And also, let's just go into it, Kate Winslet deserved that friggin' uh, Emmy win because the woman is British, and she put on an excellent Delaware County accent, and I friggin' love Mare like I people say that she's hard and she's like moody and everything but I feel like that's what makes her character so great and I love it love it
0: I know why you like Mare
1: why do I like Mare
0: because Mare and I are very similar
1: (laughs) are you kidding me no way
0: okay well I have a list here
1: but okay
0: (laughs) so I will I, I agree with you the acting was great I think we've seen pretty much everything in that category and this by far um most of the acting was absolutely amazing. There were a couple, of, like I was there were a couple of like smaller characters where I was like, come on, I, I need to feel it a little bit more. Yeah. But every single one of your main characters was really like on point. Yeah. And I think maybe because some of the like side characters had like these lines that were like kind of half delivered is the best way that I can phrase it yeah I'm thinking oh this is gonna be like another law and order episode that's maybe that might have contributed to why I thought that in the beginning but then also at the end you find that body and all I'm thinking in my head is John Mulaney's bit about law and order SVU (laughs) like the whole first episode that's all I'm thinking but I will say that I do think it gets better after the first episode and a half it really like picks up I'm connected to the story I I'm starting to get invested in these characters and as soon as Zabel comes on the screen yeah I was I was completely I completely wanted to be invested um there were certain things that I saw that were coming like they were like I was able to predict a few things but it wasn't I didn't hate it you know So there's that. Also, I realized while watching this that Zabel was the guy I wanted to
1: date in college.
0: (laughs) Please. That's it. That's what I wanted.
1: (laughs) Do expand on that.
0: I just feel, as I'm like, like watching this character appear on the screen, I'm like, why couldn't I meet this guy in college? Like this would have been a great guy to meet in college. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I, this could have been a thing. Zabel. (laughs) But then I look, I remembered that he said when he graduated, it would have never been a thing because he, he would have been out of college before I was in college.
1: Yeah. I don't know. There's something about Evan Peters, man. Like nothing, nothing. I don't know what it is. It's like kind of like the Pete Davidson thing where it's like, you don't know why they're attractive, but they're just attractive. Um, I, you don't want to mention anything about Pete Davidson. <laughs> I think
0: for me it's for Pete Davidson it's like I don't know why I like him but I do. Exactly. It's it's unexplained. I wouldn't I wouldn't sum up like with attractive but like I enjoy him and I'm I'm not quite sure why. I think I really think it was the King of Staten Island that really sold the oh, deal yeah, for me. Really and so like I think with Evan Peters again I don't really watch a whole lot of like horror. Yeah. But I really... I mean, he he just created such, like, a lovable character. Like, I didn't want to
1: see him go. I really like... That I know that his death really really hurt me, but I also really like that they brought him in and he wasn't someone to butt heads with Mayor because typically, like, you would bring someone in from the county and they think that they know everything and there's this like tension between them, but instead, with him, he's so lovable that he comes in and he really just wants to, you know, work with her, solve the case. And he also wants to redeem himself from not solving the case in Upper Darby. And, uh, yeah, it's, I, I like that about right. him. He seems, again, like a very real person. But
0: I also feel like, if I'm going to bring this up, the way they kind of closed him out. I know. I feel like there needed to be more than that. There was no memorial service. There was, like, nothing. I, so at that point, I really thought that they were going to find him in, like, the back hole of a hospital, like, Half alive. Oh yeah, no. because they didn't really close it out, and I was like, no, maybe he didn't die. Like maybe this is gonna like come back, and
1: I don't know. The one thing that kind of bothered me is that Mare is dealing with a lot of grief, but she never mentions, you know, the grief around becoming friends with Zabel and then him dying immediately on in front yeah. of her.
0: And that should have been that should have been the breaking point. Mm -hmm. And it it kind of was because after that she did get a little bit softer, but that that's like where your breaking point was. Yeah, I agree. I needed to be a little bit more, yeah, emphasized at least. But I will say though that as far as the writing goes, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it was like really on in certain spots, and then it was like off in others. Like, on the sense of creating this suburban reality, I disagree with these reviews. I did think that was good. I thought these characters were great. I'm not too sure about that cheesesteak place, um, because you go to either Ginos or Pat's or maybe Prince's. I don't know, Coco's? Was that what they called it?
1: Yeah, but I it was probably, like, somewhere closer to them okay, as opposed maybe, to not maybe in, to them. in Philadelphia, in the city of Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that all of those are somewhere in Philly. But spots where, like, we find out about the affair that he was having with John Ross was having with uh, Aaron. that other woman. I, the way we found out about that and then the way that she's like, oh, is it happening again? Those situations just seemed like um, the trend. I don't know. It was like it was almost like it was clunky. The writing it wasn't like a smooth transition to finding out those pieces of information
1: it's like they kind of gave you information in droplets and you're kind you kind of have to just remember those pieces and then once everything starts happening you're like oh yeah because you know lori and ryan had that conversation asking did it happen again and that's when lori found out that her son did kill it kill Aaron, and we have to like protect him and so Aaron, so lori's been lying to mare it's like one of those things yeah. I do maybe it's th- more like that. I do think that the show did a great job of always making us think one thing is about to happen and then it didn't happen. Like, we were just talking about this. Like, is Dylan about to smother DJ with a pillow? No. <laughs> is Drew about to drown in this bathtub? No. <laughs> it's like, also oh, no. The writer's are like, oh, we could do this right now, but we're not going to. We got you guys. It's like, we could
0: do this, but then again, we didn't write the last season of Game of Thrones, so we're not gonna ruin it, it's fine.
1: (laughs) But we are going to shoot Zabel in the head, because we know that you love him so much, and now he's going to die. Hey, you see this thing that you like? What if I just ruin it? Yeah, so, um, I really did not have lows for the show.
0: Those were my loaves. A couple of pieces with the writing, but I guess I'll
1: I'll think of it as droplets (laughs) instead. Um, They're little breadcrumbs. They're breadcrumbs. They drop little breadcrumbs for us to get to the the main pie.
0: I just wish that the finding out of said droplets was like from a branch that had been rained on and not like droplets in the middle of the desert. Who put these here? That's kind of how it was perceived.
1: I did really, really like that the, like, first scene of the show, you don't realize it when you're watching it, but it relates back to the main climax of the show. Like, you know, I guess you have to suspect, like, you go into it, you know that it's a murder mystery series, that, oh, this woman is, there's a prowler and uh, they called it in, and we know that there's a security cam that doesn't work. Okay, something has to relate back to this. And, right. um, you know, I really do like that once they, she finds the gun, it relates back to that person with the prowler, and it's fascinating. I do have to say that the set design of the show is fantastic. And also the outfits are down to a tee. They're nothing like in the great with her beautiful dresses, but you know what? It works with the people that are being told in this story. And I think it's yeah, great. Yeah, I think it's real. Also, I don't know if you picked this up, but I picked this up on my second watch through cause this was my second watch through. In the flashbacks of Kate Winslet uh, with her son, her hair is completely blonde then in current day, you, she has like these dark roots. So you can mm. kinda see Mare's like internal struggle with as her roots grow out and she's not keeping up with her hair. Oh, that's an interesting way to look at it. It's an interesting, it's a good touch. I love when yeah. I love when you get the costume designers and the hair and makeup and you, you do things like that. Mm-hmm. To show that time has passed. To show that time has passed and that she is still grieving snack break what did you eat so like i said i watched this twice the first time i binged it and then the second time i re- i i always do this i always binge things and then i'm like christina we have to do this and then i don't write my notes so then i have to re-watch the thing all over again to remind myself of what happened so i have eaten many meals over the twice <laughs> watching this through <laughs> I want to say the first time Nick and I binged this, we ordered wings, because this is very, like, I could see us chowing down on some wings while watching the show. I feel like we took, like, a Saturday and Sunday and just binged it. Well,
0: we had leftover pastries from Thanksgiving, and I had those with coffee. So good. Yeah, we had somebody brought, like, big gunnels,
1: mm-hmm. not the
0: little ones, like the giant ones, and mm. Um, And I popped, you know I popped that spoyadell in the oven, so it was nice and crispy crunch when I bit into it.
1: This is a very important thing, and I just recently found this out a couple Octobers ago, that you eat your spoyadells. I don't know how do you pronounce it. Spoyedel. it's a spoyadell. sorry. You eat them warm. They are 100%. I never ate them until I had a warm one at Bella Napoli at my cousin's uh, communion. The best I've ever had in my life. And its it was nice and warm and, oh, fresh baked. Oh, so good. Yeah, you just pop it in the toaster oven. Oh, so good. So good.
0: But if I... Could have planned this out a little bit better. I would have gotten. I probably would have gotten something from Wawa, but like I do want to preface this by saying that not everything from Wawa is good. <laughs> I I never understood that concept when I was living in Philly. It's extre. The it's so good because it's so convenient, and then they do like fun things for like Thanksgiving. And they have like the um, the Thanksgiving hoagie. Mm -hmm. Um, and they have like eggnog in the store and you know, when I was in college once a year, I would go and get that Thanksgiving bowl, not the, not the hoagie, but the bowl and eggnog and like, just have that meal, you know, that's like so bad for me, but like also like whatever.
1: I've said this on this podcast: the Wawa pumpkin spice coffee. It, you, you know what? You don't. If you know me at all, all I talk about is the Wawa pumpkin spice coffee, and it is the best. I don't know why it's the best, but it's the best. And we have a Wawa in Belleville now, which blew my mind. Yeah, by the hospital. Completely blew my mind. I went right. in there, and they were changing out the pumpkin spice. And she's like, what are you looking for, a pumpkin spice? And I'm like, yes. And there was a woman with two big cups ready to go. She's like, I'm ready for that pumpkin spice too because it is the best. I'm sure they don't have it anymore, but I wish they did. I wish it was an all year round thing. One of my favorite things from Wawa,
0: I do like their coffee too, but one of my favorite things are the um, the green apple slices with the caramel dipping sauce. Mm. I love that. I love them so much. There are other things but I can't think of them all. But like there are just some things from Wawa that are really good and yeah. like other convenience stores don't have them or they've made knockoff versions of them and yeah. I think that's why Wawa is so good. But that does not mean that everything Wawa has is amazing.
1: No. I mean it's good for something in a pinch. You're you're at the end of the day you're going into a convenience store. Yes,
0: but it's it's a little bit better cuz I think they just have like more ready to go options. Yeah. I think is the best way that I can put it. Like if I walk into a 7 Eleven, I might not I might not also have as many healthy options, but you know that Wawa has like your healthy snacks, they have salads, they have wraps, they have sandwiches, they have like a lot of they have a lot of stuff ready to go that you might not see at like your CVS or your seven eleven or your Walgreens. Exactly.
1: At the end of the day. So let's get into expectation versus reality. I- oh let's. Oh let's. <laughs> so yeah. I am a big I like HBO crime series and I like crime series just in general, but HBO Mm. crime series are usually really, really dark. Like they are, they have a lot of twists and turns, but they're usually dark. And I feel like this was so refreshing because it was dark, but it had such a personal touch to it because you can see that everyone in this town really cares for each other. And that's what makes it even harder with a murder happening in the town. And I loved it. I freaking love this. I suggested this to Christina when I binged it. I sent it, I texted you and I was like, we need to watch this. Yeah. This
0: Except is- you didn't tell me any of that. So, what you had said was, let's watch Mayor of Easttown. The episodes are 30 minutes long. Did I? <laughs> yes. So, I went into this thinking it was a comedy because usually your sitcoms are 30 minutes long and like your dramas are like 45 minutes to an hour long. Why would I tell you that
1: they were 30 minutes long? I have no idea. Oh, sorry.
0: You told me, you actually told me there were 10 episodes and they were 30 minutes long.
1: Are you sure you're not confusing this with Hacks? Because I'm pretty sure Hacks is 30 minutes long. Oh, I know that. Okay. Because it's bullshit. Gene smart.
0: No, I know. But I, I, I distinctly remember having this conversation with you. I don't believe that. But also, and this isn't your fault. This is my fault. Because you just kept saying mayor of Easttown. And, like, we never, like, I never looked it up. So I started writing it in one of our masters. I wrote it in our master schedule. And I spelled it as M A Y O R. And you're like, Christina, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not mayor. Mayor. She could be. She could be. Because she is a Marianne. <laughs>
0: So that was my, that was my, go that was me going into this. That was my expectation. Boy, oh boy, was I off.
1: <laughs> I'd also like, we had a conversation before we started recording, but uh, Christina watched this with Dave, and Dave questions all of the things that I suggest because of Portrait of a Lady on Fire.
0: Which I realized that some of you liked, but yeah. we were not huge fans of it I will we, say that the we one being thing that
1: I, Dave and Christina not me I was a huge fan of portrait of a lady correct. on fire
0: we as don't, in Dave and I
1: yeah don't Dave, include me in that we okay all right fine
0: <laughs> I will say the one thing I really that I liked about that movie was the fact that because it must have been because the scenes were so long and drawn out um but some of them looked like paintings yeah so that was cool but I didn't
1: really like every, anything else about it. Oh my goodness. Well, Did
0: you have an IRL moment? Yes. Okay.
1: So there was a moment in this show where they are in a bar, and Zabel is very, very drunk, and Mr. Brightside starts playing. And I feel like I've 1,000% been there, because Mr. Brightside is an absolute banger by the killers, and I've totally gotten drunk and listen to that song
0: can i first tell you my absolute non-irl moment yeah go ahead because it has to do with that exact scene yeah go ahead when he's so drunk and he's telling her the story about how his fiance left and he's like wait a minute hold on let me put my bagel down <laughs> i never put a bagel down <laughs> so that's i can't cannot relate
1: cannot relate put my bagel down <laughs> But my
0: IRL moments are that Mare and I are low key, very similar in the fact that we're both super duper stubborn. (laughs) We're both not the best at sharing our feelings. We've both lived basically outside our Philly and we both really like rolling rock, (laughs) ice cold rolling rock. So there's my list of how Mare and I are very similar.
1: (laughs) You do like a good rolling rock? I do.
0: I needed to get that out of the way, but also, I said this before, the accents are very much spot on. Yep. The occasional, like, "home" and no didn't necessarily come through, but for the most part, they were pretty good. And I just, this is a, t- a teeny tiny thing, but like, how they call her mayor, yeah. and how she calls her friend Lore, Yeah, you know, so my full name is Christina, mm-hmm. and my nickname is has been shortened down to only two syllables, Stina. Yeah. And so a lot of my friends in Philly call me Steen. Steen? Yep. So the one syllable names, that's it. Mayor that's Mayor. all you got. Yeah. So I'm listening to this and I am laughing because it's so true. Yeah. There are very few people, like my one friend Jenna. Jenna, I love you so much, but she can't stand when you call her Jen. So- that she gets she gets two syllables, but everybody else gets one.
1: Well, I don't like being called Dan or Danny. It's it's Danielle. Oops, you're allowed to. If someone knows me for a very very long time, I'll let it slide. But if you're just my dentist called me Danny, and I was like, absolutely not, Doctor Posey. You need to you need to reel that in right now. Go back to sweetie. That worked for
0: you. That. Yeah. That makes me think of that one episode of The Office when Michael Scott comes in and he's screaming at um, Daryl and he's like, he, Daryl just calm and says, try again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh, those were all of my IRL moments.
1: I, I, don't, I don't know if I can think of any more at the moment. But. No, I think that was good. Do we do this all? I think we did it. Hey, hey, we got it all done. We got it all done.
0: We got it all done, you know? (laughs) I do know. So you can contact us on Instagram and Twitter at It's 2 girls You can send us an email at twogirlswatchtv at gmail.com. Check out the blog, Beer, Coffee, Donuts. We have an IPA um, variety pack coming, and I am very excited, and I, I think Danielle is very excited for me.
1: For you, yes. For me, <laughs> I'm not an IPA fan. <laughs> an IPA, IPA, an IPA, Ipa. fan. Yeah, whatever. Yeah,
0: you're. That's fine. So that's pretty much everything. Follow us on social media, so you can follow along with
1: the bracket to see
0: what show holiday special wins.
1: What what holiday uh, TV show reigns supreme?
0: Exactly, and I just want to conclude this by saying. What does E.T. do? He phones home, and I'd like to order a salad.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and on that note, enjoy the rest of your week, and we will see you on Friday. Bye. Bye.